0: I tell you what, I don't know where the time goes, but uh, just like that, we're already in a Wednesday and you hear the music. Time now for your Berkshire Hathaway bi-weekly podcast and your realty expert, John Brodeen is back in the house with us today. John, how are you, man? Yes,
1: good. It's always fun to be in the studio with you guys. Yeah, we like
0: it when you're here. Yes. Uh, What's new in your world? Anything exciting?
1: Not too much going on. Same old thing. Market's hot. We're busy working like crazy. Yeah, would you rather be too busy than not busy at all? Too busy. Yeah, I start losing sleep when I'm not busy at all. Oh, I would
0: imagine. (laughs) I would imagine you do. Um, Market's hot. Yes. Um, You know, it's funny because uh, we had Adam in here uh, last week, and he was talking about how houses are going so fast now, Um, and that my son just bought a new house in Fargo. They bought it without even looking at it. They didn't even have a, a showing. Yeah, he said it's that hard because they're they're just eating them up. Yep. As soon as they're for sale. I mean, when he sold his, he had I think eight showings scheduled for that day. The first wow. one offered him what they wanted. Second one offered him what they wanted and said they'd pay all closing, uh, they'd, everything yep. cash.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And so yeah,
1: they're they're going fast. It's, it's a combination of interest rates rose a little bit, but they're still very, mm-hmm. very low. Mm-hmm. Um, all the buyers want to get into something now. Very, very low inventory on the market. Only exception is the low price range like under 140 yep um and i I feel there's a lot of inventory for some reason in that price range and fewer of those homes are selling right now Mm -hmm. it could just be because people can afford more um with uh with interest rates being as low as they are Mm -hmm. every other price range even the luxury price range is in a seller's market which is a really rare uh thing for us to see Mm -hmm. it's good though um And, you know, the other thing is building costs are super high. So if somebody, those, those people who are in that high price range, they usually kick around the idea of building a custom home um, versus buying a luxury home. And, you know, it, it makes it even more attractive to buy Mm -hmm. when, when you've, got the cost of you know lumber building sure materials at what it's at right now yeah uh, yeah it's crazy
0: i'm looking at uh roofing my house and my garage okay. and my garage needs to be resheeted again uh, uh and that's going to take a couple of thousand dollar job and probably double it because well plywood is like 40 bucks a sheet right now it's yeah. it's ridiculous
1: it, i had a contractor telling me yeah it's like some of that stuff is double what it was mm-hmm. uh you know, before. Yeah.
0: Um, there's so many steps involved with buying a house, and that's why you need a realty expert like yourself, John. But let's talk a little bit about closing costs, because there's yeah. probably a few things people don't know.
1: Yeah. So this is one of the things that's m- the most confusing to both buyers and sellers. So it's a good thing for us to cover. Okay. Um, so the sellers have their closing costs. Um, you know, If you sell your home for $260,000, uh, it's not just you know, you sell it for 260000 If you have a loan, the loan gets paid off mm-hmm. and you get the rest. You know, there's, uh, so when you're a seller, you, you have, um, they don't, the sellers don't pay for the same items as buyers pay for at closing. Okay. Uh, the seller is going to pay for both sides of the real estate commission. The seller is going to pay for their portion of the prorated taxes, um, Thing to remember is if you've escrowed for them, which mm-hmm. most people do, mm-hmm. you're going to get a refund yep. from your escrow account yep. a few weeks after closing. Yep. Um, but it will come out of your proceeds, even though you will be reimbursed for them later if you have the escrow account. Um, you're going to have your portion of the title fees as the seller that you have to pay for, um, and usually if you have a loan on the house, usually you have to pay for the odd days interest. So if you haven't, like for example, made your if we're, if we're closing in April and you haven't made your April mortgage payment yet mm-hmm. um, and, uh, um, you know, you own the house for 15 days of April, you're going to have to pay like 15 days of interest. Sure. Uh, it's usually a smaller amount. But um, so you're, you're going to have those, those fees. So if a seller talks to me and wants to know, you know, if I tell them what their house is worth, what I'll also do is drop a net sheet for them to show them what they're going to actually get a check for when the thing closes. Mm -hmm. So those are the seller's closing costs. Um, Then the buyers are going to have a completely different set of closing costs. So something for buyers to know if there's in the the early stages, uh, you don't just have to come to closing with your down payment. You have to come to closing with more cash than just your down payment. Um, The reason for that is you're going to have your lender origination fee. So it's not free to do all the underwriting and mm, all the right. process of getting your mortgage. That's sure. a lot of work. This is how the lender gets paid. Okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so usually your lender origination fee is going to be around 1% and they usually have some administrative fees. So that's how your lender gets paid for getting you your mortgage. And so you're going to pay that at closing. You're going to, again, you're going to pay your portion of the title fees, state recording fees, et cetera, um, charged by the title company and the, you know, um, the state never count uh, county, I guess. And mm-hmm. Yep. Um, then you're going to have your first year of homeowner's insurance. So you pay that up front. You fund your escrow account. Yep. Um, and then you, or you, you pay your homeowner's insurance, and then you begin funding your escrow account with all of your payments. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, you're also going to have your uh, prorated property taxes for, the, for that first year of owning the home. So you pay all that up front. Um, so this total is probably going to be around 3% of your purchase price. Okay. So if you have, if you're putting 5% down, you've got to, it's not just the 5% you got to come to closing with, you've got to come to the, with the 5% down plus your closing costs. And that's going to make up your, uh, what's called your total cash to close. Um, so the, and then this is what throws everyone off. So you've got the seller's closing costs that they're going to be paying for. You've got the buyer's closing costs. And then we start talking about closing cost assistance, okay, and, and this is also uh, some people you, you might hear it called like seller paid closing costs. that can get confusing because it's not just the closing costs that the seller pays it's these are these are uh, funds that the seller takes out of their proceeds at closing mm-hmm. and gives back to the buyer to help that buyer have less cash to close okay, so um and it, it's something that we're going to negotiate at the time of the offer. So let's say house is listed for two hundred thousand. Um, you know, it's pretty normal uh, if if your offer is strong enough to ask for maybe two to four thousand dollars in seller paid closing costs. Now, mm-hmm. if you're in a multiple offer situation and you want to come in at full asking price, a two if if the listing price is two hundred thousand dollars and you come in at uh, two hundred thousand dollars with four thousand in closing costs. Now it's not really a full price offer anymore. Okay, so you do have to change your offering price accordingly if you do want to make it attractive for the seller, um, especially in this market. So, like, what somebody would do in that scenario if they want to make it a full price offer to the seller is go come in at two hundred four with four thousand in closing costs.
0: Okay, that that reminds me uh, a story. Some people I know bought a house uh, years ago. Uh, two hundred twenty thousand dollars, I think they paid for it, and they said, "Okay, we'll take the house for two twenty but they we want 20 back because it needs some work. Yeah. And the seller agreed. So he got the check for 2 and a quarter or whatever it was and he as soon as he did he wrote them a check back for 20,000 and so they could get their stuff done and everybody was happy.
1: Yeah, and and that that's a good uh a good point you bring up. Depends on the loan type you're doing because mm-hmm. each loan type has a different uh maximum amount okay. of allowable seller paid closing costs. Um uh, so, you know, if I'm using a, a typical type of loan, like a, you know, 5% down conventional loan, I couldn't offer you 250000 on a $200,000 home with you giving me $50,000 back at Right. Closing, right? right. Um, usually the limits, like, I'd have to look back and, and look at exactly what they are. But, like, I think a VA loan is 4%. I think a USDA and FHA loan is 6%. Um, conventional loan, I believe, is three percent, um, depending on how much you put down. I think if you put down more than ten percent down, you can get up to six percent back in closing cost assistance. In this market, rarely do we max those out, uh-huh. um, because keep in mind the house still has to appraise at the total purchase price. So, you know, on that on that two hundred thousand dollar house, if the max maximum allowable sell, seller paid closing costs are six percent, that's twelve thousand dollars. And if you're bumping the purchase price up to two hundred twelve thousand dollars, and then you're getting twelve thousand dollars back in closing cost assistance, um, it still has to appraise at two twelve. And now you're starting to inflate that purchase price by quite a bit, and you're counting on it appraising by that much. Uh-huh. You know, if it appraises at two oh three, chances are that seller is not going to still give you that twelve thousand. Right, right. They're probably you can almost count that they're not.
0: So if you think about it, uh, on an average, um. Thinking then uh, the closing costs are about five percent. Uh, but plan on um, a few more three. percentage points.
1: So around three.
0: Okay. And so, then plan on a few and it would probably be around five
1: total. Is that what you're um so it depends on if you're talking about closing costs, mm-hmm. the closing cost portion is is gonna be around three. Okay. And if you're putting five percent down, then your okay. total cash to close is probably gonna be about eight percent of that purchase okay. price. Okay. Um and and so like I said, it is kind of uncommon for people to Max out those allowable seller paid closing costs in this market, maybe in a more of a buyer 's market you could uh, when the buyers have more leverage, you could get away with doing that more um, but yeah it's now do, do these
0: numbers do they vary depending on lender um, agent um- whoever's doing the uh, you know, the inspection and all that stuff, do, do they vary a little bit or are they pretty much close to the same?
1: They're going to be pretty much close to the same. Okay. The exceptions are going to be if somebody is using like a commercial loan, they're going oh, to have sure. completely different guidelines mm-hmm. for like an investment property, multifamily commercial property. Um, if you're putting like more, more than 20% down, that's when you're going to have more flexibility and have more allowable seller paid closing costs. Um, the majority of buyers are using like Three to five percent down conventional loans. You don't FHA loans are still common, um, but with our situation, with as low as interest rates are right now, um, so with an, this is getting into the weeds a little bit, but I'm sure this is valuable to the listeners. Mm-hmm. So on an FHA loan, you have private mortgage insurance. Any any home you buy and you put less than twenty percent down, you're going to have private mortgage insurance. Yep, which is usually around one percent half a percent to 1% of the purchase price per Mm -hmm. year and Mm -hmm. you get billed that monthly and it's on top of your, it's, it's added and put into your monthly payment. Yep. Yep. Um, once you reach 20% equity and if you have a conventional loan that you put, you know, three or 5% or 10% down on, once you reach 20% equity in eight years on a 30 year loan or whatever it's going to be, um, that private mortgage insurance automatically falls off. Oh, also, and you can request it to be taken off early Let's say you buy a house for 200,000 dollars and you put a brand new kitchen in it, brand new bathrooms, and now all of a sudden that house is worth 250, um, and your loan amount is still uh, your loan amount is still 190 mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, now you've built that equity for yourself. So now you have 20 percent equity, so all you would need is for it to be appraised or get a broker's price opinion um, through your lender to get that mortgage insurance taken off. This is unconventional loans. And you can see why this is valuable because you don't have to refinance to get rid of that. Sure. So okay. Eight, let's just say in eight years, you've got enough equity now to get rid of your private mortgage insurance. Um, and you don't have to refinance and rates are now at 4% and you locked in a rate at 2.9%. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas with an FHA loan, that mortgage insurance stays with the home for the life of the loan. Um, and you would have to refinance to get rid of your mortgage insurance. So if you're planning on living in the home long-term um, and rates are super low right now, FHA might not be your best option for that reason. Of course, okay. I'm not playing, I don't mean to play lender here, so your lender mm, is right. gonna be the expert, not yep.
0: me. Um, you know, all of these things that I learned from you realty experts, um, it, it just makes me think, uh, cause every once in a while in the paper or on, on social media, you'll see somebody's got a house for sale uh, by owner, Mm-hmm. And I, I just sit and think to myself, man, do you know what you're getting yourself into? Because uh, with, after being with you guys for so long now, there's a lot of things yeah, that yeah. you guys do, and that's why they call you a realty expert.
1: Yeah, even the most knowledgeable for sale by owner out there, maybe they've sold five houses by themselves through their lifetimes. Mm-hmm. I, you know, a real estate agent like me or any other full time real estate agent has has sold five houses in a month before, right? You know? And we're the most up-to-date on what the latest rules and regulations and, you know, market uh, standards are. Um, So having us on your side and involved in the transaction can amount to, you know, thousands of dollars when you think of the mistakes that we can Mm -hmm. help people avoid making.
0: Yeah, so if you're thinking about buying a house and it could be next month, it could be three months, it could be six months or a year from now, uh, they should probably get a hold of you like now.
1: Yes, yep, you always always mention this and I always mention it, the earlier you get in touch with your realtor, the more value you get out of it. So my number is 701-213-5428. If people have questions about the buying process or wanna get in touch with me, text me or call me. Perfect. We'll see you on Friday. Yes. All right. How
0: about that? There you go. Your realty expert, John Brodeen with Berkshire Hathaway. And by the way, you know what? If you're going to purchase a house from John, uh, maybe you want to change it up a little bit. Maybe you want a bigger garage or maybe you want that kitchen redone. Get a hold of executive properties. They can get it done doing all types of commercial and residential work. and, And they do it all. And if they can't, they're going to refer you to somebody that can. When these guys come in and do a job, they do it all, but you need to get booked now because once spring comes, they're going to be busy. Executive Properties, 701 330 1273, or go to executiveproperties.org. There you go. That is part one of our Berkshire Hathaway bi weekly podcast. We'll have John Brodeen back in the studio again on Wednesday. Till then, everybody, have yourself a fantastic week.